0: Hey everybody, and a great big welcome to Alicia Israel, a lead gen and real—he does lead gen in real estate and solar. See, I fucked it up to begin with. Yeah, I'm sorry. You you can explain to people more what you do. Welcome, Alicia.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. So yeah, my name is Alicia Israel, and what I do is lead generation. You know, every business needs customers to talk to, so I use Facebook and Instagram advertising to help bring in new new buyers for real estate for uh, mortgage, as well as for solar, you know, in the real estate side, also are able to get our clients off market listings, as well as with mortgage help them refinancing we have a lot of different options that we're able to support people with.
0: Cool. Well, see now you've just, you've already answered question number two, so I can't give you that one. Um, we're, just, we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to skip over question number two, that time will count against your five minutes. So um, okay. consider yourself penalized. Where are you okay. in the country? I know, I think Pacific Northwest, correct?
1: Uh, so I'm currently in San Diego, actually. I was oh. living in, so I, I grew up in Michigan I was living in um, Eugene, Oregon a couple of years ago. And then I went to did the digital nomad thing for a couple of years. And then when COVID hit, I was in Southern California visiting friends and um, just kind of have been bopping about short-term rentals and I'm about to look into like a three to six rentals. Right, so are, you, are you gonna stay in San Diego or in that in SoCal um, area? I'm I'm looking in the North County area. I don't know how well you know San Diego, but you have San oh. Diego, the city, and then North County is just like the whole string of cities up the coast below, um, below the military base. So I'm I'm looking at places. There.
0: Nice. Yeah, we a um, couple of years ago spent a couple of months uh, in the Valley, in the Southern Valley, and um, beautiful. The weather was terrific, and that place is expensive as shit.
1: Yeah, it's it's really no joke.
0: Yeah. So people, people, you all need to go and send Alicia a bunch of money so that he can actually afford to stay in California.
1: <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yes, I, that's what—that's really what I'm trying to do with this podcast is just make people send everybody money. It's, it's all about the money, man.
1: Well, then you're probably doing a better job of it than the government. Uh, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> we, we can't talk politics because I know you and I
1: uh, have a couple
0: of different differing views. But that's okay. I love you and respect you, and I would never shit on your views. Um, and from what I see, we have on more me. congruency. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a bit of a nihilist um, when it comes to politics, and you know, and, and I know that you're you're involved and interested, and I I respect that. And if it, if that's your bag, that's your bag. Yeah, of course. So I've got ten questions for you. Actually, only nine now. And you've got four minutes and 30 seconds to answer if you're ready we'll we'll just launch right in thank you all right number one without mentioning what you do for people who are you uh
1: i would say that my my first version of me really kind of bloomed when i started writing Um, writing was for me a big release i was um, raised orthodox jewish and was very angry about a lot of the restrictions and writing was a great way for me to to express and then from that I felt very limited. Um, I was around a ton of musicians, et cetera, and so from there I expanded into being a musician, and then into marketing, and then into building my business.
0: Awesome, and you you are a beautiful piano player, I must say. Thank you. I, I've enjoyed your your piano videos. Thank you. It's, it's uh, actually actually
1: compelling content, which I don't say an awful lot. <laughs> That's the goal. I think people just need a little bit more serenity in their day and I know sometimes I, I don't provide that. So if I can, in other ways, I will.
0: Yes. Well, you know, you know how my content is and how much serenity I provide with my content,
1: so. Well, I, I mean, I think, think that there's a lot it. of serenity in, 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 in comedy and in humor and I think that you, you do a really good job about bringing that into space. Cool. I appreciate that. Um,
0: awesome. We already answered number two, which is what you do for people. Uh, and number three, why should people pay you? as opposed to, you know, competition or other people?
1: Sure. I mean, well, first of all, I'll say that um, there are a lot of good providers in the space. They're just a little bit hard to find. Um, once you're kind of tapped into into the marketing ecosystem and have been here for a while, it's kind of good to, you can understand who is good and who is not. Um, but I definitely will say that there are a lot of good providers. In terms of, in terms of why me, um, I don't know, continuous improvement. Like my, my job is to be better than I've been in the past. And uh, I think that is something that is very helpful for my clients. That's great,
0: that's great. Uh, number four, what is the best piece of marketing advice you routinely ignore? Hmm. Besides not uh, arguing politics on Facebook. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I think
1: I don't spend enough time on market research sometimes. Sometimes I'll have a little bit more like, I do some consultant and expert campaigns on the side and uh, I've seen with a couple of those where they they work, but not as well as I would have liked. Um, And that was because I didn't spend as much time on the market research and the messaging and to figure out the language that the market was using.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's crazy important. And and you're not the only person that ignores it. Um, I'm, I'm guilty too. You know, it's, Hey, this is my idea. This is going to work. This is going to be great. Don't care what
1: anybody else thinks. And it bites me in the ass. So, Especially for me, like I have so much, so much data and previous campaigns that I can reference in my head. I'm like, well, I know this worked here and this worked here. So if I just take these puzzle pieces and apply it, it should work. And then I'm like, wait, now I feel like I'm pulling teeth. And, and if I had spent more time on market research, I probably would have not had to do that as much.
0: Every audience is different. Every audience is different. There's there's similarities, but there's massive differences all the time too. Number five. What's your dream vacation?
1: A dream vacation. Uh, It's funny. The first thing that uh, came to mind was no electronics. (laughs) I'm sorry. Say Um, again. The first thing that came to mind was like no electronics, like no no work stuff, nothing like that. so it's interesting because while I love like your like standard beautiful tourist kind of tourist trap locations and everything like that and I you know I love to, to go to those kind of places I also don't like um, vacationing where there are a lot of people I don't like to be in the big tourist areas like going on like a shopping trip as a tourist isn't nice to me sitting at a beach watching a beautiful sunset like just on my own or with some friends and nobody else there perfect yep. um, so Really, really anywhere that I would be able to just find a little bit of space to be with myself and the people that I care about, that was also someplace that just drop dead gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I don't I've never understood the idea of going somewhere to shop. You know, yeah. A shopping vacation, that one, that seems like absolutely no fun to me.
1: I understand going shopping just to like, for fun. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, like, I like to get new things. I like to get clothes that I like. You know i understand that but like as you were saying like having it be like a destination where you go someplace just to do it. going to paris it's like just yeah. to go shopping it's like well it's if you go to the Louvre, like what are you doing
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we we lived in florida for a year and um i think it was tallahassee that we went to and there was a huge strip mall you know it's really nice strip mall had a great arcade which is why we were there but everybody was there from out of town, and that's they had traveled to that place to go to the strip mall. Yeah, and that to me is that's not a vacation. That's not a vacation. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, there's also a context to think that you know, for people coming from from smaller towns, that's something new for them. So yeah. you know, a bit of a bit of understanding.
0: There's always Amazon. Jeez, just go on Amazon and order it, <laughs> man. You know, store. Yeah. All right, number six. What color grabs your attention the most?
1: Uh, what color grabs my attention the most? Um, I had like four colors go through my head at the same time. I like I was like green, blue, pink, and I think yellow was in there somewhere too. But I think that was the order, if that answers the question. that That's perfect. That's perfect. I like yellow
0: a lot, oddly enough. Um, I'm not a big fan of red, but yeah, it's, it's one of my main brain colors
1: is red, but I'm not a, not a fan. I remember when I uh, was like, 13, 12 for 13 I was doing back to school shopping with my mom and we were at an old navy which was rare like we didn't do that every year and um, there was this red polo that I was just obsessed with I was like I want this red polo and my mom was not having it so she was raised in like she was raised in post World War II Europe, and she was raised Jewish as well. So, like, she definitely doesn't like to stand out. Mm. It's just a cultural thing, you know. It's good to blend in, kind of thing. Right. And and um, she was like, "No, you can't wear red. No, you're gonna stand out. Everybody's gonna see you." And I'm like, "What?" Oh. I was so bummed when we left because I had like snuck into the cart, and then when we got to the front, my mom was like, "No, not that one." Like, oh mm-hmm. man well
0: if anybody's listening to this send alicia a red polo it, i'm sure that would make his day
1: it's actually not my favorite color to wear because i actually kind of agree <laughs> and i think that there are i think there are other colors that like greens and blues and stuff like that i think are ones that i like a lot more yeah
0: yeah i, yeah, I actually i don't wear i
1: mostly wear black and gray um, It's something For the the past like two and a half, two years or so, um, even longer actually, because when I was in like the the music community, I like to, you know, I was organizing events and wanted to blend in as well because, you know, your friends know who you are and everyone else doesn't need to. Um, And uh, so I've been wearing like black and gray pretty much for years. And then over the past like couple of months, I signed up for this thing called Stitch Fix. Hmm. and it's basically you do like this styling quiz and then they'll send you like a subscription box type thing yeah. um, and that's brought in a little bit more color and I'm actually super super enjoying that I know it's like a small thing but it's
0: nice. that's pretty cool I actually I did buy a red button-up shirt the other day nice which is a, a huge departure for me but my wife liked
1: it and what the wife likes I do yeah so. I had a grandma moment like that I was going uh, I was at a store with my grandma buying a shirt and I just bought like a plain short sleeve blue button down. I was like, yeah, I'll blend in with this. I can, you know, wear this in any crowd, wear this casual or business, whatever. It's a functional shirt. Yeah. And <laughs> my grandma was like, really liked some pattern ones and I was not really feeling them. And then eventually, like, I gave in and I was like, fine, fine, I'll get that one. Um, and let her buy that one for me as a birthday present. And um, uh, the, uh, yeah um actually one of my favorite shirts that's cool that's cool
0: uh number seven what is what is a current meme or trope we could all do without (sighs) everyone struggles with this question Uh, i might have to just change it but
1: do you do you like do you want to fight or or have it whatever um i think something that I've seen a lot and I'll go a little bit on the heavier side. I will do my best not to politicize it. Um, I think that there has been a um, distrust of um, experts um, and of science and of data um, that has been, well, I think it's very fair to say that it's been intentionally bred, especially in the United States. Um, I think that there are foreign powers who want to destabilize this country. Um, and are very intentionally distributing misinformation, um, and a lot of people here are falling for it hook, line, and sinker because we don't really have media literacy. You know, some other countries teach that at a young age, um, but um, there are also institutions of power who want to keep people dumb here too. Um, and so, I think. But just going back to the root point, I think the I think the distrust that uh, we have um, for people. Who have spent their entire career doing nothing but service and have have amazing track records and then we we sit here and be like well i know more because i looked at youtube it's like well, it's
0: I, maybe, saw, I, mean? I saw a meme the other day that i thought was pretty good it was um the facebook school of medicine <laughs> yeah and that that's that's pretty that's where i kind of sit with a lot of this stuff it's you know yeah. a lot of people talking a lot of stuff that's at best, a platitude, and at worst, complete and utter disinfo.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I know that I at times can jump into topics sometimes too, so I'm not trying to pretend like I'm not guilty of this too. Uh, and I think it's on all of us for us to just really start to take a look at our media diets, start to take a look at the material that we're reading and that we're consuming. And just as an as a personal standard, um start to maintain a sense of due diligence when we do so if we look at something just take that extra second to check it across a couple sources and see oh okay this was from the ap okay this is coming from reuters okay you know whatever you know obviously you might want to have a couple wider sources than that but Um, You know, this is verified across international media. This is verified, you know, I can find the the root documents or the the root interview or whatever it is. Let me look at the root material and then make a decision. Um, And I think a lot of people, you know, it's the headline click culture as well that drives some of that too. But um, I just think that, you know, we can blame the people who are leveraging it or we can as a society take responsibility to be better on an individual level so that those tricks don't work.
0: That that is so true. That is so true. Um, and and the other thing that I wish people would stop doing is stop looking at just stuff that you agree with. Um, you know, it, it it's an echo chamber, it you get no real value out of it other than rah, rah and feeling good and feeling right. And yeah. you may not be right. You may not need
1: to feel good about it. So Yeah. And I think that's that's something that's that's really important. And you know, I, I have people that I know who I disagree with them about pretty much everything, but I'm able to have civil conversations with them because they're willing to sit down and have a conversation and they'll, you know, if I say something, um, they'll they'll actually be like, yeah, okay, cool, like, wow, that's actually verifiable. Um, and if they say something and I'm able to check it, then be like, yeah, okay, cool. Now we have a shared set of facts that we can communicate off of, um, but anyways, uh, you mean like, like you
0: mean like a, a conversation between adults?
1: Yeah, it's it's incredible. Um, it seems like. I think I know what it is. I think the millennials just are still teenagers, so obviously they don't know how to have a shared conversation between adults, and it's nothing to do with the fact that. Uh... Anyways, I'm gonna stop making jokes. Well, I
0: mean, well, if you really think about it, too, a lot of the millennials were brought up with Facebook and and this culture yeah. of being online and arguing and showing your ass and you know and doing all this silly stuff, and yeah, the the art of conversation has kind of gotten lost. It's either a shouting match or you know a cancer and and i feel also
1: i feel also like the pre-millennial um generations were also, in many ways um i feel like a lot more stoic maybe i'm maybe that's wrong to say but i feel like they're no i don't think that's i think i'm saying nothing because like i'm thinking of like the civil rights and non protests and everything like that, and like no, they definitely, they definitely held it own. But I feel like there's definitely a period of like, like people like settled into okay, this is how life is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and they didn't really like challenge the status quo as much because it stayed, it was stable for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you know so they didn't maybe pass along the the skill set of having difficult conversations and then you know millennials and post-millennials have been so absorbed in technology that they never even learned. maybe i'm wrong about that but hey,
0: it's it's as good a theory as any um yeah. so uh let's see number eight how many people can you serve at one time
1: um uh, that depends on how much Time and energy I spend on increasing capacity. So if it's on my own, uh, somewhere in the range of about eight to fifteen, um, and then as I build a team out, that's you know relatively scalable. So the way that we're structured right now is you know with uh, real estate marketing with escrow leads um, is that. We have myself and I function as like the digital advertiser and implementer and then my business partner Ian who is on the sales and the client management side and so basically, we have that set up to be a scalable pair. So if we hit capacity, if we hit 80% with us two, and when we do, um, then from there, we can just hire ourselves out. So hire in another digital advertiser, tech implementer, hire another sales rep slash client account manager, and then just scale those up as much as we want. Nice, nice. Uh,
0: Number nine, and this is my most self-serving question, who else would you like to see me interview? Uh,
1: Russell Brunson came to mind. Uh, I, I can't even get in touch
0: with Russell. He's blocked me on absolutely everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, who would I like to see you interview? I would like to see you interview. Uh, ooh. The uh, Zach Galifianakis between two firms. It needs to be in a between two firms setting though. Okay. All right. Like, I like that. You need to be interviewing him in a between 2 fern setting while he's interviewing you in a between 2 fern setting, and I feel like that might actually work really, really well. Nice, nice. That, that's,
0: that, that might actually be my favorite answer to that question yet. All right, number 10. And this is a loaded question, but it's very, very important. Which would you smash first, the patriarchy, the system, or Martin Zuckerberg's lips?
1: Uh, that is a that is a great question. Uh, I, as you'll see, I will. Okay, so one I'll say, which would I smash first? The patriarchy, the system, or Mark Zuckerberg's lips? Um, to be honest, not the system. I think that there's a lot of damage that will be done, and I think a lot of people don't think about like what happens when everything stops. And I think, as shitty as some things are, it's, we have a responsibility to, to keep things moving for people. Otherwise, millions of people will die, if not more. Um, uh, the patriarchy, I mean, I think out of those three, that would probably be, be the best. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg actually is a little bit clueless and doesn't react as fast, but I actually think he's well intentioned. Um, but I he'd think be, he'd the, be really easy to hit. He's got kind of a giant head he would be but i think i'll go with patriarchy i think that um you know i i know a lot of incredible women who have supported me and helped me and nurtured me and done a lot of incredible incredibly um good things for for me and i know that i can trust them fully and um, I would love for them to be able to, to continue to step into positions of influence, um, and to continue to help a ton of people the way they are in there. Yeah,
0: and I think you know, especially in in our game, in the marketing game, and the influencer game, and not, not that I'm an influencer, but in that whole game, there's a there's a real inherent sexism and misogyny that I am so sick of seeing. Um, and and frankly, I'm sick of being lumped in with people that perpetuate that kind of garbage um it's just it's gross and it needs to end
1: yeah, yeah i agree and i i think that um i sorry i had a funny idea for sure it was like not that i'm an to hashtag not that i'm yeah there you go that's actually really uh, good
0: yeah good, man. Uh, all right I'm, i'll design it and uh I'll, I'll put it up on um printful and we'll split proceeds how about that
1: sure awesome
0: Perfect. Cool. Uh, well, now the floor is yours. You can say anything you want to. You can drop your website links. You can, uh, you know, tell jokes. You can fart on cam. Whatever you want to do.
1: Okay. So uh, two men walked into a bar. The third one talked. Okay. No, no more jokes.
0: Um, <laughs> that that was pretty weak,
1: man. <laughs> no. the 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 Also, I've heard of the best way to tell jokes is to explain jokes. So on that note. My thought process with that was that since it's such a bad joke, the joke would be in the telling of it. Anyways, I'll stop now because even I'm starting to stop laughing. That's, that's uh, absolutely
0: fine. That's absolutely
1: but, but yeah, um, the, the thought process, you know, the, the thing that, that I'm thinking about right now is, you know, we're in a rather unique time. But like most times, there's always people that need help. There's always people that have problems that need to be solved. And, you know, whichever area of life you look in, there's always going to be somebody that needs help. There's always going to need to be, you know, real problems that can be solved. And So I just would encourage if you're listening to this, you know, just really focus in on on finding a problem that you actually care about solving, about something that actually helps people, something that's impactful. You know, for myself, with the real estate marketing, with the solar marketing, you know, real estate, I know that at the end of the day, I get to help people have a home. Um, you know, with solar, I know that I get to help drive us towards the renewable future, um, and to help defund some of the fossil fuel institutions while we're at it. Um, so, you know, for me, that's me taking, taking a look at, um, okay, well, what's a problem and how can I help with skills and tools that I have? And maybe develop new skills along the way as well, um, to help at, um, at my most impactful level. So that's, you know, for me, that's why I love digital advertising because I can reach people with a message anger. Um And from there, that's that can be incredibly impactful. So just, you know, whatever it is that, that you feel called to, just, you know, lean into helping people, lean into serving people. And uh, remember, remember that you're incredibly worthy and that you deserve to charge good rates and you deserve to sleep in a good bed and you deserve to have an amazing home everything that you desire and um the more that you serve and support people the more that you will receive everything that you're meant to
0: have amen man amen where can people get in touch with you
1: i'll keep it nice and simple i'll say um i'll even give you faith so um if you go to www.alishaisrael.com Uh, I'll spell that in a second. You'll be able to download a free copy of my ebook. It's called the Lead Generation Playbook. So if you run a business and if you're looking for online, it's mainly focused on online strategies. But if you're looking for online and offline ways to get in touch with new customers and bring them to your business, then you'll be able to download that 100% for free. And it's at www.alishaisrael.com. That's E-L-I-S-H-A-I-S-R-A-E-L.com.
0: And that that link will be in the show notes. Everybody go and download it and throw Alicia some money into that red shirt. Got to get that red shirt. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you, brother. It's been great. Um, Love love talking to you. Would love to have you back on any time. And I will see you around the face. Well, all right. We've reached the outro portion of Jimbo's Five and Dime. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you got something out of it. If you'd like to learn more, listen to more, find out more, visit unclejimbo.us. If you want to learn a little bit more about me and to buy my shit, visit jamespngaffney.com. If you want to help out the podcast, be sure to review and upvote and share and all that good stuff. If not, that's fine. I love you anyway. And I will see you on the next one.